What is going on, everyone? Welcome back once again. And as you can see, we are actually side by side here. So welcome. Today's topic, we're going to get into talking about harmony and finding a way to get harmony in your life versus balance, because that's one of the things that I think people get caught up in is this and they'll find life balance. And from my perspective, and Bridget and I are going to talk a little bit about it, I don't think you can actually find balance in life necessarily, because balance implies 50-50. And there's so many things at play that striving to try to get to and maintain a 50-50 balance, I think, is kind of overwhelming. So it's really one of what we want to talk about today. We've got uh, seven different tips we're going to get into, dive deep, and give you some examples of harmony and why it's so important to have it in your life. Bridget, how are you? I am doing great. Welcome to Houston. Thank you. He comes from Hawaii. I don't know if everybody knows that on my social media forum, but... He's from Hawaii, so welcome to Houston and our heat and our humid and all the things. And thank you for the warm weather this week. I really appreciate it. <laughs> but I agree with, with Brian and in, in finding harmony. I myself have experienced, um, you know, it was hard for me to think, okay, we have to have a work-life balance or this in life and this balance and this balance. So it was causing me a lot of uh, disharmony. So um, I'm glad we're working with talking about this. So join in. Let us know how you um, unbalance your balance. <laughs> Absolutely. So we're going to dive right into it. So, uh, again, as I was saying, I think one of the stresses that we have in life is you have family, you have work, you have your own personal things that you want to get into. You got kids, just all kinds of things that are basically placing demands is a term we're going to use on your time as you go through life. So you are struggling to find some type of sense of balance, or in this case, we want to use the word harmony in life so that things don't seem so stressful and out of control for you. And that's what we want to talk to you today about is to give you some tips and some ways, some things we've experienced for sure that uh, have helped us and have made a difference in our lives as we've gone about trying to just get some harmony in life. So let's start with number one. And this is an interesting one because, oh, this is tip one. And that's this basically saying that Harmony or finding harmony in disharmony. And that may seem like it's like, wait, that's an oxymoron, but it's really not. Because what we're talking about there is as you go through life, as you have the experiences you do from day to day, things are not going to go either A, as planned, B, as you want them to, or many other things. So that's just the disharmony, the things that happen in life that kind of take you off your plan. But you have to mentally be in a, in a, a state and a space where, you know what? I'm okay with that. I'm not going to let it rock me, knock me off my groove, kind of stay on track. So trying to be able to find that harmony within the disharmony that naturally happens in your life. Bridget, what do you think? And that's important for people that are planners because, you know, you have your plan and from eight to this time, you're going to do this and then this time and this, and you want to make, you're, you're trying to find balance. So from eight to two, I was doing this and then it's 245 and I haven't finished what was on my list. So now I'm cutting into whatever was from two to six. And so now you are creating this disharmony in your life, in your day. Mm -hmm. So if you learn how to, okay, what I put is control what you can control. I, you know, some things spilled over into my time frame for this. So let me just complete what I, my task that was from eight to two. And whatever I can control, control. And then from two to whatever time you did, even if you're a planner, I'm not saying not, not be a planner. I'm just saying when those times start to overlap, don't sweat the small stuff. Exactly. Don't exactly. sweat the small stuff. And that's what I had to learn because it was in my head, it was chaotic because it was like, okay, well, I'm not supposed to be even doing this at 2.30. I'm supposed to be doing something else. And hey, well, there I go, messing up again. And so then you start to do that, play those uh, words in your head some very like harming, harmful words in your head, like, okay, well, I'm going to just try it again tomorrow. Well, no, you still have today. You still have today to do it. Just find the harmony in the disharmony. That's correct. Control Absolutely. what you can control. Another thing that I've done, and I used to be one of those people who would make your task list for the day. You got all these. So you're going down and you're checking the box. I got this done. I got that done. But as you get towards the end of the day and you still got 10 things left and you only have two hours, it becomes this huge stress that you all of a sudden feel of this discomfort that's there. And what I've learned to start to do is just appreciate the 10 you did get done. So focus on the accomplishment piece of it, not so much what didn't happen right. or what you did get done for the day. And let that be what drives you, what satisfies you versus just totally freaking out about 
what you didn't accomplish. And another thing you can also do is put less things on the list. I was about to say that. That's what I was about to say. Yeah, because I know that's one of the things we've talked about mm -hmm. that before, where we try to say, oh, I'll get this done, that, and all of a sudden you're like, well, I have 20 things on a list, but that's only eight hours in a day. Mm -hmm. It's just not going to, it doesn't make sense. So kind of start in the very beginning, kind of set yourself up in a way that you can better manage your day, your time, the things that are going to happen and naturally kick it off course. You know, you had a meeting, it's supposed to last an hour. We all know sometimes what happens. It goes an hour and a half, it goes an hour and 45 mm -hmm. minutes, mm -hmm. out of your control, mm -hmm. but that messes up your whole schedule. Just learn to adopt those things into your day so that you can manage your way through it. I think it's going to be a key to helping calm some of that stress so that you don't feel so out of control as you go out throughout and, your day. And you know yourself. So, you know, OK, if I put 10 things, you know, you're probably not going to if you if you know your days, how they usually run, I'm not going to get all these 10 things done. So now you're pushing yourself. So now you cause some stress in your day. You cause some stress in your day by putting 10 um, tasks down and you know, I'm probably not going to finish them. So put eight and then you'll have this a successful day because even if you are not in the, in the practice of making, of finding harmony and harm, I mean, harmony and disharmony, then you'll, okay, I had eight because I lessened my tasks for the day. So I completed those. So now my day was successful for me. It was successful. So that's one of the things I did as well. When I was planning my day, I put everything in my phone to remind me. And um, what it would happen is something would pop up. And I was like, you, you knew you wasn't going to be able to do that at, at four o'clock, but you put it down there. So next time, you know, so you won't be stressed out about your day. Don't put it on there for four o'clock. Put it on there for six o'clock. Absolutely. Absolutely. Right. That's very true. So let's move on to the next one. So number two says work is life life is work you know and this is the one thing and and this ties into many different things and i don't want to get too far ahead because we do come back later and talk about relationships but in life when you have different things that are going on and, and work and is obviously part of all of our lives uh, for the most part to uh you know sustain our families and, and take care of everything that we need to take care of understand and appreciate don't let that freak you out that you have that responsibility that yet is that a burden sometimes Yes, sometimes it's an absolute pain in the ass, and let's just be honest. However, that's the reality of what life is. So getting to a place of comfort and acceptance, knowing that work is life. And then what, what that allows you to start to do is kind of flip it the other way around and understand that life is also work. The two things are interchangeable, and it actually starts to have a flow that you can have that runs between the two. I know you've had some techniques and different things you worked on. Well, because um, now I don't fully agree and I don't fully disagree. And you can tell me what you think um, with my teacher role. OK, so I feel like I'm a teacher in by nature. OK, so that's why I went into the field um, much later in life. However, there are things that happen throughout the day that was not a part of my thought process that would happen. Right. So this does not. Um, I don't feel like this should be a part of my life as in my work life. Okay. So I have to kind of separate those things. So I'm going to ask you. So as a teacher, you know, I, we talked about the things that go on throughout the day. Mm -hmm. So if I'm going to incorporate my life and my work and make that be wife, work is life and life is work. How do I do that? Because these are the things I didn't plan for. And these are the things I don't want in my life, mm -hmm. but I guess they're the same thing. It's saying it's life itself something you just don't want in your life so how do i incorporate that where i can make work be life and life be work because mm -hmm. mm -hmm. when i get off at four o'clock i don't want to go out get off and say okay i'm off from this job so now i'm into my life i want the whole day to be a part of my life so mm -hmm. how do i do that as a teacher when you have you want to do this work this is your 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 purpose um so to speak but what goes on in that purpose something you did not uh, account for when you pursued this. So now you feel like um, this is not your life. This can't be your life. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And that's very true. So what, what, how do you how do you deal with that? What have you tried to do or what are some of the, the things that you've pulled into your life to try to get some harmony with that? The one thing that I have done um, and, and I do it, I try to do it. You know, I can't always do it on a daily basis just because of what is going on in the classroom. But I try to I try to identify some of the students um, 
that I see needs that extra help. And when I say help, I'm not talking about academically. Mm -hmm. I'm talking about socially. Mm -hmm. um, and, and sometimes mentally they need mm -hmm. a push. Mm -hmm. And so I try to identi identify those students and then um, engage in conversations about their interests. And it's something outside of school, their interests, and then meet them where they are and give them my experiences as well. And so that kind of puts, puts me back into that mentor mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. purpose. So mm -hmm. then I, I I feel I get it like a little groove going. Yeah. I can feel my purpose again. I can feel life is work and work is life. Yeah. Because if I don't, I'll I'll my work will be, you know, teaching and fussing all day long. <laughs> and I know that's not my I know that's not my life, teaching and fussing all day long. So that is what I do. For me, what I've done is obviously in our work lives. There are pieces and parts of it that we absolutely adore, and we, that we love. And there are going to be pieces and parts that's kind of like, man, if I didn't have to do this particular task or this particular thing, this would be ideal. But the key is if you've identified some things that you really enjoy about your work life, then what are those things that, how can you apply them then in your extracurricular activities, in your home life? And figure that out because, as you said, that's a way of transitioning mm -hmm. the work piece of it and the part of it that you really do enjoy and, and move that over into your life piece of it so that there's more of a harmony, more of a, uh, some symmetry between the two and a really good flow. So I think that's something to focus on. And one thing that just came to mind in talking about that, and this could be a whole nother um, podcast, right. that is why it's important if you can to choose a career that you love. So many people get up in the morning and hate what they do but it pays the bills that's the that's the, the first thing people say well it pays the bills but you're there most more than more time during the day than you're anywhere else so if it's possible and i tell my children this because they're older now and they can kind of pick what they want to do um you find a career or a workplace or work environment that you will enjoy and I know, you know, some people don't have the skills. Get the skills. Like I said, that's a whole nother podcast. But um, work somewhere that you'll enjoy. Absolutely. So let's let's move on to the next one. So I think number three is a key jumping off point, right? Because when, and basically what number three is, it says, you know, don't live someone else's life. And we did a podcast before talking about people pleasing mm -hmm. and those kind of things. That's mm -hmm. really what we're talking about there. Because how are you going to find any kind of harmony? any kind of balance, any kind of satisfaction, everything, and I mean literally everything that you're doing is to satisfy someone else versus what you may need or want or desire. Now, that's not to say because some of us are givers, and that's who we are by nature, mm -hmm, right? Mm -hmm. So we, we get satisfaction by giving back and all those different things. I'm not saying change that, because that's where you're, you're still feeding your internal soul by being that giver and being that supportive person. That's great. But the, I'm thinking there still has to be some other things where you're going overbound or completely out of your way and, and these different things to satisfy others when it's not really feeding you or giving you back what it is you want. What do you think about that? Let me tell you, I'm going to be on both sides of the fence. I had this light bulb moment when I was when I looked at that. Don't listen someone because as a mother, you try to push your children to. As a parent, you try to push your children toward this way of life or this career or this pathway, you know, this education pathway. When you don't think about what do they want to do? Mm -hmm. And then you push back. I'm guilty. You push back when they tell you what they want to do because you feel like, oh, no, that's not going to be good. That's not going to do this. That. But basically, if they do what we're asking them to do or what we're telling them to do and they don't want to do it, they are living someone else's life. So I had to say ouch on that. And so I had to learn that, you know, reel it back in and just say, well, what do you want to do? So how can how can you make that happen? And then go forward. Even if it's if, even in my head, if I'm saying, oh, that is not going to work. Mm -hmm. You have trial and error. Um, but another way, the other side of the fence is um, show up as your authentic self. It'll lead you to finding your and living out your purpose. Mm -hmm. I found that out. Show up, you know, and I tell it's a I equate the analogy that I use with my girls is if you're watching someone else while you're moving forward, you're bumping into stuff because you don't see where you're going. Mm -hmm. You see where they're going and they're not bumping into anything, but you're bumping into stuff. You, you can't see your way through. 
So you're looking forward on your path, be your path, your journey, journey, be your journey, let their journeys be theirs. And when you show up as your authentic self, and we talked about self-awareness in every podcast that we have had, um, when you show up as your authentic self and and, and are more self-aware, then you can identify what your purpose is, what you want to do, what, you know, what what kind of life you want to live. And it's going to be, for me, it was completely different than the life I was living. Yeah. completely different and i thought that was um it was an eye-opening experience for me because it was like well huh, i thought at this time i liked and wanted this this and this well i did not so i was living someone else's life based on what people said i should do or what the way i should go or who, you know all the decisions in the in the that i chose i was living it through somebody else's lenses and when i opened my own eyes it was it was a great experience for me mm-hmm. it was a great experience absolutely that's the message to keep up with the joneses we, we had a video uh, podcast we did about that as well you know talking about stop comparing your life to mm-hmm. other people's life mm-hmm. because they're on their own path they're they're living their life in the way that they're they're living it we all have our own unique skills and abilities and gifts that make us different make us unique Find out what those things are for you and then go about structuring what you do in your life, what's important to you around those unique things that truly make you who you are. Right. Because that's where you're going to find the true satisfaction and be able to, as we say here, find some harmony in your life because you are doing the things that essentially feed the internal you and the true internal you and not the you that you feel the person next door or your mom or your best girlfriend or your the boys at the, the the health club, whoever else it is you're hanging out with, how are they influencing you in those ways? And maybe you need to let some of that go because that's creating that ongoing stress and discomfort that you have as far as a harmony in your life standpoint. And I, I talk a lot, and I could talk about this forever because I talk a lot about this with my girls and you know I have to reference back to them all the time because this is what I do. Um, social media. And I, and I, Hey, I am not blasting social media. I don't, I'm not, (laughs) we're on it right now. Um, But I also tell my students and my girls, okay, somebody's doing this, somebody's doing that. Okay, when I get 18, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to move to Atlanta. I'm going to do this. I'm going to, okay, that was fine for them. Mm -hmm. And it's okay that you're observing other people's lives. I'm going to say observing. You're observing their life and how they're living their life, but find some find some um, content on social media that's going to help you. And it's it's influencers, so they're supposed to influence you. So if you're gonna get a find a, a follow influencer, follow someone that is you know similar to your age that wants to do something that you want to do. There's some commonality there, not something completely opposite. Of in reality, which you're probably not going to be able to do, you know, in reality, based on where you are and based on even what you want, you just seeing how the glamour and the glitz and everything, how that's working for them. It may not necessarily work for you. So find influences on social media that are, are headed down that journey that you want to, you know, you don't have to find, you don't have to be entertainers all the time. Yeah. You know, people with big houses, you know, real, real housewives of all the places. Um, it could be students in college or it could be professors or it can be, I don't know, people that work in the steel mill. I don't care. Whatever it is that you want to do, you know, follow those content creators. Um, and if you want to pattern your life, then, then you'll, you'll have some, some leeway because, you're on social media anyway, so look for things that you want to do, not what everybody else is doing and what you wish you could do. Absolutely. That's my thought. Uh, and I want to I want to jump in there too because uh, there are a lot of trends that happen. You know, mm-hmm. what's what's the the trending video or uh, you know it went viral or whatever these things that happen, and people tend to start to want to follow those things because mm-hmm. it's the new hot trendy thing. But is it truly you? Mm-hmm. Or are you just doing it because it's the popularity of it at the moment? Or is it something that's truly resonating with you and your soul, your, your spirit, and what inspires you? So those types of things are really what you want to start to uh, look for from an influence standpoint mm-hmm. uh, and see how it fits into your life as neatly and cleanly as possible. Because if it's not a good fit, then you're, you're defeating the purpose of trying to achieve harmony. Because all you're doing now is actually creating stress. Stress. Because, yeah. yeah because, because you're not reaching that level. Yeah. And popularity is see is seasonal anyway. Well, absolutely, <laughs> it's seasonal. Absolutely. So don't follow the trends because it's seasonal, and you you just perfected that trend, and it's on to something else. That's correct. So 
that's a good point. Yeah, absolutely. So let's move on. So that's a good one. And I said, live your life for you based on your knowledge, your skills, your abilities, your talents, because that's really what's going to make the difference. And again, be much less stressful uh, mm -hmm. and have less discomfort in your life because you are spending your days doing the things, being engaged in the things that truly uh, fit who you are. Absolutely. So number four, uh, maybe sometimes that means that you haven't identified some of those things or to get to where you need to get to, there is some new learnings that need to happen. Mm -hmm. So number four really talks about uh, learning, relearning, or maybe unlearning some things because all of that comes into play, as well as what are you passionate about? What is that spark? What's that thing that truly lights you up in life? And is that something that you are giving time to, uh, bringing into your life, making space for in your life? And that's going to be a key, key component mm -hmm. as far as harmony goes. Because if you don't have any of those things that are satisfying you or you haven't been able to identify what truly feeds you, uh, that everything else just feels like a burden. Right. Because that, that's all you have. Mm -hmm. So Especially getting up in the morning, going to a job that you really was not created for. It is not your purpose. Um, my notes will always be teachable, first of all always be teachable even being at old age a lot of people say oh well, i'm not gonna be able to do that you know i i don't learn you know i'm just set. this is what i know set in my way and this is what i know no that's not going to take you far especially now where we are in technology etc um and, and i'm just going to be transparent about me i was 50 when i graduated um college in 51 52 when i graduated grad school mm -hmm. um but I wanted that. That was a passion for me. And, and even when I stopped and went in, in for a while, it wouldn't let me go. Mm -hmm. It wouldn't let me go. Mm -hmm. So I said, you know, let me go on and do that. And then I was before I was 50 when I became a teacher, 51 when I became a teacher. And I in 52 when I started my my nonprofit. Because those were my passion and it wouldn't let me go. And so, I, but I had to go in and, and, and get a mentor that's had a nonprofit and learn the ins and outs. And I'm still learning the ins and outs of because having a nonprofit, especially in, in terms of mentoring, I'm learning a lot about volunteers um, and how to engage with those people. I'm learning that even now um, and how to um, build relationships with other community organizations. It's a lot that I don't know. But if I was stuck in this, um, no, can't nobody tell me nothing mindset, you know, I would be just at the beginning. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't be open to anything and I would be at the get beginning. So I always be um, teachable. The next thing I wrote is let your passion lead you to your purpose because it will. Yeah, absolutely. It, if you would just give in to it. What is this thing that won't let you go that you're thinking about all the time? And then you're thinking, no, people are not going to understand. And we already talked about, you know, being released yeah. from people yeah. and the thought, their thought process. You know, what is it that you love and won't let you go? That that leads you to your purpose. And then we, I don't know, did you touch on Spark? Not really. No, I okay, want to talk we'll about go. Spark. So uh, and the Spark is a key piece because as, as Bishop just saying, this, sometimes these things that are just in the back of our mind and our heart, we can't let it go. It's just there. It's always, man, I, I always really wanted to do this or go here or be there or have this experience, whatever it might be. Uh, and those things are, again, your passion that you have, and that will take you to your purpose. Mm -hmm. But what are those sparks? You know, you have to really ask yourself those questions. And then I think the key part, what you also said was, don't then start trying to talk yourself out of it by justifying why you can't. Or why you shouldn't? Well, you know, I already have a job. Or well, you know, I have this responsibility. Or it's going to take too long. Take too long. Or I'm too old. There's thousands and thousands of roadblocks that you can put in your own way. The most important piece of it is step out of your own way and reward yourself. Basically, look at it as a reward to have the courage, to have the strength, to go after those things that you truly feel uh, in your heart spirit and, right. and that that is just there and you you really want those things in your life those are your sparks those are your aspirations and wrap that in the emotion of it and we've talked about the, uh, yeah, the emotional piece feel. how it makes you feel so understanding that um that's what you're seeking is that that satisfaction that you get that emotional high that you receive mm -hmm. when you reach when you achieve when you're there 
that's what, what needs to drive you in those situations. And when I talk to people about what they would like to do, because I'm I'm all, all in uh into what is it that you would like to do if you weren't afraid? What is it that you would do if you were weren't afraid of failing? Mm-hmm. And so when I talk to people about that, whether it be teens or whether it be, you know, young women or whatever, the first thing I say is I'm going to ask you a question and don't think, <laughs> just answer it. Mm-hmm. Now, we're old enough where if I ask you, what would you like, what, what is it that you've always wanted to do? Now, if I'm five, I'm going to say I want to be a ballerina, you know, astronaut, whatever, right? Because that's that's what I, and that's my mindset at five years old. But you're grown now. So you've kind of gotten to, to know yourself and you're what you're capable of doing and what you want to do. So if I ask you, what was, what is it that you would want to do that, that you've always wanted to do? Name it right now. Mm-hmm. That is the thing that you really want to do. Mm-hmm. But if you think about it, then you start thinking about the time frame it's going to take to be, have this, to do this, what people are going to say, mainly what people are going to say. Um, and then what you're going to look like failing because you will fail. That's a part of succeeding. Um, and so if you start to think about it, you'll something else will come to mind, which you're already doing that mm-hmm. you don't want to do. Mm-hmm. So I always think I, I always think like that. What is it that you would want to do? Or what is it that you would do if you wasn't afraid of failing? Mm-hmm. And do that. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, it's, we always want to have certainty in our lives. That's a good word and a bad word for us because we want certainty. Well, I have a job. It pays the bills. It, I, I can rely on this. I can rely on that. So those are the things in life that are certain. We mm-hmm. have those certainties. Mm-hmm. But sometimes to truly achieve and to get to where you want to, you have to deal with the uncertainties right. in life. Right. Just step out there on faith, belief in yourself, and it'll, it will all be worth it in the end. Because where it can take you, the opportunities, the doors it may open, you have no idea. You don't. But if you do nothing, guess what you get? Nothing. nothing right, right. So that's, and, that's and, the and the first uh thing of the first part just of starting is starting start step one start yep i yep. mean and i and i just i don't want to elaborate on it too much but it's important to me because this is where where I, I was um and so i can reference back to it because i have so much experience with this being like second guessing myself so I can tell people, this is from my experience, don't second guess. Don't even think about it. Just go out there and just do it. Mm-hmm. Do it. And what they say, that the chips fall where they may. Mm-hmm. Because you won't know until you, you know, that's an old cliche. You won't know until you try. Um, and so a lot of people are not into that anymore because they're like, well, they failed. So they tried it. So I know it's not going to work. But that is not, that may may have not been their purpose. Correct. That might just be what, what the world is waiting on you to do. Yeah. So in summary for this, learn new things that are going to move you forward. Relearn some things that maybe, you know, you learn, but you're not applying in the best way. Mm -hmm. And then probably I think the most important one, unlearn. Because we get caught in these habits and these loops and in these places where it's really not moving us forward or in the directions we need to go. And the only way we can really fix that sometimes is to unlearn, to literally back up from those mm-hmm, behaviors, right? Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. open your mind up for that from the learning standpoint. Find your passion, find your spark. And that, as she said, will definitely take you towards your purpose. Mm-hmm. And step one of one is step one, literally. <laughs> start. Start. That's all you have to do. Mm-hmm. That's all you have to do. Start. Let's move on to number five. <laughs> Bridget, I'm going to let you talk about this because... This is where she lives, work, and plays all day. And we're talking about <laughs> life is not a rehearsal. So how about you share your feelings? So look, that? my motto is I'm already ready. Life is not a rehearsal. When I reach the end, I want to have exhausted all of the resources. That's time off <laughs> and money. All of my energy, all of my talents. I want to have exhausted all of them at the end of my journey. Um, and so it's not a rehearsal. You don't get a do-over, right? You and 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 one and, and I always say this um, um, this quote: We think we have time. Mm-hmm. The thing is, we think we have time. So it's not a rehearsal. So you just you act it out as you go. You're not going to always get it right. That's the disharmony. That's the harmony in the heart. In the disharmony is knowing I'm not going to always get it right. Correct. So, but I'm going to I'm going to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not you, you can't practice and come back and then practice something. It's not a rehearsal. You have to go out there and do it. Live on purpose. Everything is intentional. And that was our last podcast. Everything is intentional. Never every day be intentional. Mm-hmm. 
because you don't get that day. We don't get this moment right now again. So live on purpose and let that be your story all the time. Absolutely. I am, if you know me, you know, of course you are. That's what people tell me when I say I'm going to do something. Of course you are, mm -hmm. because that's how I am. I'm already ready. I'm already ready. I don't need to practice. I don't need to think about it. I, I already know me and I know what I enjoy. And so I'm going to go out there and do it if I have to do it alone. So that's what I I would admonish you to do as well. Just live on purpose. 100%. You know, this, this is a big one because we we get in this cycle of wash, rinse, repeat, wash, rinse, repeat as you're going through your days. So you get caught up in this and then all of a sudden it, 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 it literally is just just monotonous over and over and over. No one's going to break that because the world will accept that mm -hmm. from you. The world is just fine. If hey, that's all you want, that's, that, that you're okay with that, then nothing is really going to come along and push you out of that. You really got to have to push yourself out of that mm -hmm. and start to get out of that mode of I'm just going through the motions day in, day out, day in, day out. Uh, and that's where the discomfort may come from because yes it's going to be some change mm -hmm. you're going to start to experience some new things in life but that's the joy that's the excitement mm -hmm. of it actually and that's part of if i want to go back a little bit to the previous one we're talking about new learnings and new understandings under reframing it in your mind to say i'm excited about the unknown versus being fearful of the unknown mm -hmm. and and really start to wrap your mind around that because those are the things that are going to open those doors for you and allow you to have um, just a different vision and, and, and a different uh, mindset and be more open to take those steps. That's right. yeah. and a lot of women I know talk about that as well, because we're known to say, well, I can't go by myself or I can't do that by myself. Or aren't you scared to go by yourself? Mm -hmm. uh, what, how are you gonna, what are you going to do if you go by yourself? Well, get to know you first. Mm -hmm. Get to know you first and what you enjoy doing, and you won't have a problem going by yourself. Because, you, like you say, the wash, rinse, and repeat, um, we get into that, right? And we're living a day. And how many of us are living a day-to-day -day process where we're just getting up and we're going to bed and we're getting up and we're, and we're doing the same thing every day? And in our mind, we're like, we wish we could. But you can and so you get out of that, I wish I could, or when or when this happened, I'm going to do this. Or when this happens, I'm going to do this. And as soon as this happens, I'm going to do this. And we are finding out at this age that those wins are not happening. Mm -hmm. So you got to just jump out there, like I say, like double dutch. Um, <laughs> you just got to jump out there and do it because it's not going to happen. You have to make it happen. And everything is not aligned. It's not going to, you know, the sun and the moon and the stars are not going to line up so that you can have this opportunity to go on this trip or get this or, or go out for, go for this job or get this career or, or go back to school or what it is, everything it is that you need to do to, to relearn or to learn. The stars are not going to line up for you to do that. You're going to have to line the stars up on, on your own. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You're going to have to line them up on your own. So I love, I love, love, love this, that life is not a rehearsal. Not a rehearsal. Yeah. yeah. Ownership falls to you. So it is your life. You own it. Guess what? That means that you have the responsibility and the power, probably most importantly, to mm -hmm. change it and move it in any direction that you so choose. Mm -hmm. But nothing will happen until you initiate and start to push. Mm -hmm. So knowing that and being aware, I think is a key component. Right. So let's move to number six. Um, and this one is also very large, especially coming off of the pandemic. I think it awakened a lot of new things and a lot of people for what they didn't know or mm -hmm. thought they knew about themselves mm -hmm. or the world. And that is talking about your health. And that's what we're talking about physically and mentally, and mentally. Uh, in both ways and how that's important. Because from a harmony standpoint, if you can't get in tune with your own body, both physically and mentally, that's that's a huge stressor. I mean, you have uh, all kinds of stress that is associated with that. So this is a key component. What are you doing in your life right now to maintain some type of physical health? And what about mental health? Right. I know that's something you want to 
Right. Um, sure. And I'll just say really quickly about the physical. Your body will tell you. Mm -hmm. Your body will tell you. And you know, we're at that age where our body will tell us when we need some rest. Mm -hmm. Our body will tell us when this, maybe we shouldn't be eating these type of foods mm -hmm. at this time of day or this time of night. Um, and then when we don't get any exercise, our body is like, okay, you're really lazy now. Mm -hmm. You know, why is that? Well, it's because you're not moving. You need to move something. Mm -hmm. And I'll, and, and, and in moving, for me, when I do my walks, it clears. Physically, I feel better. I get more energy. And people think exercise makes you tired, but exercise makes you energetic. Now, at the end of the day, it may, you may fall asleep without wanting to even take a shower. But for the most part, you wake up more energized. Mm -hmm. And also, walking clears my mind. Mm -hmm. So it's a, it's, it's a good mental energy for me. Um Mental health is so important. And we've, we've learned that over the last three years because we had to stay in the house and the world just changed before us. And what we thought was normal became abnormal. And we learned a new normal, then a new normal again. And we don't even know if we're going to learn another normal um, because of just how the health, all the health, health challenges we have now and how people are um, having COVID and the flu became to me the new COVID because everybody was catching the flu and who knows what's and then there was the other monkey pox and who knows what's next. Mm -hmm. So mentally we have to be stable and yes. within ourselves, not about what's going on in the world. Because if I looked at what's going on in the world every day, then mentally I would be insane because this is gonna I something's gonna happen next. Mm -hmm. What is gonna happen next? Mm -hmm. I'm nervous because I can't even start my day or go on throughout my day because I'm worried about what's going to happen. Yeah, Something's going to happen. Mm -hmm. So the health, physical and mental health is very important. You got to get, well, I think a lot of people got therapy. Mm -hmm. um, a lot of people I know reached out to, ther to therapists um, just because they were home alone or with a lot of people. Mm -hmm. um, and so getting back to school or work and how to uh, navigate at home work and at home school, you know, it took people in a frenzy kind of. And so coming back out of that, people are going and, and, and um, reaching out to therapists and talking with counselors. And when I think that's very important, I think you should have a therapist, even if you're not having problems. Mm -hmm mental problems. Mm -hmm. Therapists have, have to be, have therapists before they become therapists. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. So mental health is very important. When you wake up in the morning, the first thing you do is think. Yeah. Yeah. So I want to go with that because both physically and mentally, I think you have to realize that it's in your control. You have control over both sides of that, right? From a either physically getting up, doing something, being active, what you eat, diet, all of that. Mm -hmm. You control all of that. From a mental health standpoint, it's really just taking self-accountability, mm -hmm. right? And that's if you need to see someone, if you need to talk with someone, if you need to get into a group where you, you know, just share those kinds of things, you also control that aspect of it as well. The flip side of that, though, is what happens a lot of these times is we let the things we can't control control us. Mm -hmm. And that's the unfortunate piece about it is because you can't control it anyway, but you're letting those things that you have no control over, you know, can we have another pandemic? Yes. Mm -hmm. Can't control it. But can we control it? No, we cannot. So I think the key thing there is focus on those areas, take the energy, take the effort to focus in those areas and in those places where you actually have control that is going to have the better impacts and make the differences in your life. They're going to move you forward, both from a health physical standpoint, and also keep your mental health strong. Mm -hmm. uh, because one thing in life is, and we talked about time, right? Um, it, you don't, you don't get it back. You don't get it back. You don't get it back. And I know a lot of people may say, well, you don't understand. I suffer from depression. Well, you don't understand. Um, my children suffer from ADHD or learning disabilities. I, yeah, I get that. But you are still in control of getting the help mm -hmm. for depression. You're in control of getting the help for your children's um, learning disabilities or their medical conditions. You're in control of that. No, you're not in control of depression. I have never experienced it, so I don't know how it comes, and I don't know, you know, the legal, the medical terms for it, and what the medicine is that, what diagnosis and the medication for it. I don't know any of those things, but you are in control of getting that help. That's correct. That's absolutely right. And the other piece of that too is. It, it, it's, it's a condition. It's, it's something that's going on. But taking the time to try to find out where's the root of it, 
because sometimes it's generated from somewhere, somewhere else. and maybe that's something that you could also start to change in the overall experience of life mm -hmm. uh, whether it's for yourself it could be for your children because it's obviously if it is your children is that is causing a stressor on you mm -hmm. from a harmony standpoint so i get that but trying to dig down to see where these things came from because possibly then there are some changes that we can make mm -hmm. to to alleviate a little bit of that stress and i'll share my experience before we move on because i feel like sharing experiences and, and telling your story helps other people mm -hmm. um in in their journey um, when I was a single parent, a mother, that's all I was, was a single mother. And I live, I hopped, hopped on that single mother train. Everything that happened to me, I, I accounted for because I'm a single mother. So I let the stresses of that allow me mm -hmm. to, um, well, cause me to gain weight because I section, I, I, you know, I, I distance myself from people because of the mental state I was in and how I was thinking about myself. So I felt like everybody else was thinking that way about me. Um, so I didn't didn't accomplish the goals that I later came to accomplish because I distanced myself and I gained weight and I did all these other things to me because of my thought process. So I could have been in control of that. I could have built my circle, built, built myself around people that were doing the same thing that I was that I wanted to do instead of drawing back and saying, well, hey, people are not going to understand because I'm a single mother. So I'm saying that to you guys because because I went through it. Don't distance yourself from what you think are, uh, is the crowd that won't understand or they don't understand because they're not doing, you know, they don't know what I have to do or what I have to go through. They may not would know what you, understand what you particularly have to go through, but people have been in your shoes. And I learned that when I started to open myself up to new ideas, new environments, new cultures, new people, when I learn other people besides just the people right in front of me, mm -hmm. that yeah, they do go through those same things, and that opened my mind up to you know want to do and want to be different. Absolutely, absolutely right. So the key again with physical health, uh, mental health, uh, emotional health, all of those different things, uh, being true to yourself, understanding, awareness is a, a big piece of it, and then just setting about some type of consistent action plan mm -hmm. to work your way through it and you know it doesn't mean that tomorrow you gotta start going to the gym five hours a day because mm -hmm. that can be overwhelming right mm -hmm. and that's where you lose mm -hmm. because you, you you try to bite off too much too fast you become discouraged and you end up falling back to where you started mm -hmm. so start slow most importantly though be consistent right honor that because that is something that you actually have control over yes and for women go for a walk um, I don't have time. I got the kids at the house. Okay, thirty minutes. Look at let them look at TV for thirty minutes, and you take a walk instead of we eating sandwiches tonight. I'm about to take my walk, <laughs> um, and that'll clear your mind for the day, and it also help your body. Mm -hmm. So I, I, you know, I, I'm, I'm an advertisement for that. Yeah, absolutely. All right, bringing it home. So this is number seven. So this is the last one of the seven. And this was about relationships. And earlier we were talking about, we'll come back to that when we talk about relationships. Uh, having good relationships in your life is a key foundational component to harmony, right? Uh, and again, we're not trying to find balance because for the most part, I think that's unattainable. Trying to keep and maintain something on a 50-50 balance mm -hmm. is next to impossible. Mm -hmm. But we're gonna talk about harmony. And when we say relationships, obviously your significant other, husband, spouse, et cetera, comes to mind, but that's not all that we're talking about here. We're talking about your relationship with work, mm -hmm. not just people at work, but the actual work, work mm -hmm. the term work itself, and what is that relationship like? Uh, yes, then it is the people that you work with and how the relationships there work and what are the dynamics that are at play as far as that goes. Then obviously you have family members, uh, friends, mm -hmm. and the list goes on and on. But understanding what it is in those relationships that kind of uh, feed you, I guess mm -hmm. is the best way to look at it, mm -hmm. you know, where you're getting what you need out of it. Mm -hmm. And then what's in some of them that, mm, not so much. You need maybe, to cut it. Maybe a little bit toxic or uh, just negative from the standpoint of you moving in the direction that's going to be the best direction for you to go and balancing those good relationships in your life. I I used I'm a good friend. I consider myself a good friend. And I was a good friend whether you were a good friend to me or not. 
And that was number one mistake because I was I was giving, 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 and I wasn't being fed. And so then I leave, then that made me feel insecure. Like, what am I doing as a friend? Um, so what I started doing is magic energy. I say it all the time. And so what you have to do and what, what I found that for me in building good relationships, other than being a good friend myself, is build your circle around people that are, I say, make you feel like sunshine. Every, they're not going to always make you feel like sunshine every day, even yeah, though I do. Yeah, I make you feel like sunshine every day. Right? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. So I would say, <laughs> I would say build your close relationships around people that feed you as well. You, can, you can't always bring the fun, always have the advice, and always be the person they go to. Everybody needs a circle of friends where you can feed them and they can feed you, vice versa. Mm -hmm. um, where there's there's some, where you can be yourself, first of all. Because how many of us have been in friendships and been in circles where we were somebody else and they would saw us with our family? Oh, she didn't act like, like that around us. Um, of where you can be yourself, your authentic self. And they accept you. Um, I'm proud to say that I have a couple of circle of friends that they know I am crazy. Um, but <laughs> but I am authentic with it. And I, I never change. I'm the same way everywhere I go. Seriously. Everywhere I go. I'm the same. And so that's how you build good relationships. When you can show up as yourself. That absolutely. For me, that's what, what has worked. What about you? No, absolutely. You're right about that. But getting comfortable in your own skin to be able to do that first. Yeah. Yeah, is a challenge. Mm -hmm. but that is that is the goal. That is the objective that you want to strive for. So get to that place where you can be authentically yourself, mm -hmm. be unapologetic, as mm -hmm. we talked about, because we have a, a podcast where we talk about yeah, authenticity always, yeah. and being unapologetic for being authentic in your life. Something to definitely strive for. Uh, and again, this is going to upset some people. Some people are not going to understand, yada, yada, yada. Yes, but do you control that? No. No. We talked about that. Yeah, we right? talked about that so. as well. I I know people when they talk to me or when we talk, and I often hear people say, I'm sorry, I'm just gonna have to be honest. Or I'm sorry, I'm just gonna be trans. Why are you sorry? I want you to come to me honest. I want you to come to me, please come transparent. Right. I mean, because that's the only way we can really build a relationship and it's a real relationship, it's an authentic relationship, because I know you're being who you really are. But first, like Brian said, you have to know who you really are. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times we don't. I, I experienced that for me, you know, not knowing who I really was. So I had relationships, definitely personal relationships and also friendships where I just surrounded myself with people I wanted to be around, but they didn't want to be around me. They didn't show that they wanted to be around me, right. but I, I was okay with that. So now you have to be really self-aware and know who's, who's on your team, basically. Absolutely right. So the last piece I want to jump on, this is maybe the, the stretch pieces, because obviously you have good relationships in your life. That's what you're striving for with family, significant others, et cetera. Uh, but then sometimes you have these peer groups mm -hmm. and you get pulled into different peer groups for different reasons, mm -hmm. uh, which sometimes maybe not so good reasons. Sometimes these are excellent reasons that you are pulled into these different peer groups. Understand that you have the power and control there as well mm -hmm. and really focus on elevating your peer group mm -hmm. because by because if you get in this this circle of friends this your peer group and everything's hunky-dory and you're very cool and everything's calm great but will you grow and evolve from that the answer is probably no because you're in this comfort zone with with this particular group well join another group mm -hmm. that takes you out of that comfort zone that forces you to elevate who you are take on new learnings maybe new skills volunteer for mm. something in different areas mm. and get out there and, and be engaged in the community in those ways because again puts you in a different circle puts you into a different light um and for it just it's step upon step upon step which is really just building who you are mm -hmm. it goes back to what you were just talking about about being authentically you because these things help you figure out mm -hmm. where you fit together. It's like puzzle pieces, mm -hmm. right? And as you start to put different pieces of the puzzles together, then you get the full picture. And mm -hmm. that's really what we're talking about you when know, we talk about putting all those different relationships with the various puzzle pieces in your life together. And then you have this full piece, which should bring more harmony 
it, it really will give you a picture, a mirror of who you really are once you go and build into these different peer groups. And I know how it feels to have these close friends. You have y'all, it's just been you guys for this long or whatever. And then you want because now you have learned more about yourself and you know the different things that you want to do. Those people may not want to do those things. Mm -hmm. They may not want to participate in those things. And that's okay. That does not make them any less of a friend to you or you mm -hmm. any less of a friend to them. But you have you want to experience other cultures, you want to experience how other people live, you want to you want to volunteer here you want to do and that's how that's my life right now and um i'm i, I want to participate and these are the things that i didn't do before just because in my head i was thinking that's gonna be too much this this whatever in the third but now i'm branching out and while i still have my close circle friends who i love so much there are other things i enjoy doing and the good part about this guys is that my friends love me enough to be okay with that mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. absolutely then when you start to find friends that be like, okay, you don't know us no more. I guess you don't know us no more. You just start line dancing or whatever. I guess you don't, you don't want to be with us. Go out with us. No, those are not your people. There you go. Absolutely right. So final thoughts, Bridget. How you want? What do you want to share to as we bring this home? Um, I think because of the holiday season, this is definitely needed because. Mm -hmm. We don't get in a rush like we used to before the COVID because, you know, we're out there in the stores. Now we're online and we order Amazon. We're not really pressed for stuff. And I think everything we ordered in, during COVID took us through Christmas now. So nobody really needs a lot. So we're not like Christmas. It brings should bring on a new meaning now in terms of family and friends and harmony mm -hmm. in your life. You know, take a minute and breathe. You know, holidays is we already in the holidays. It's just not that one day. It's a mindset, it's a heart set. And take some time and just breathe and live, you know, plan a, a harmony, even in a disharmony. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It'll change your life. It absolutely will. Yeah, and I, I can't agree with them. I mean, we're coming up on holidays, and I, I really want to kind of just do a quick reflection, even on the whole year. I mean, 2022. Um, had some ups and downs as some of the years in the past have had. We're getting ready to dive into 2023, which I think is only going to be on the upswing mm -hmm. um, for a lot of different ways and, and a lot of different reasons. So I think that's a key part of it too, is to take some time as you get to the end of the year, like we are now and do some self-reflection, mm -hmm. look back on what has happened over this last 12 months, uh, the good pieces, the bad pieces, and learn from that, glean from that some of the pieces that you want to carry forward into 2023, get rid of some of the pieces that you don't, right? Mm -hmm. And then start to also uh, just formulate what you want to be, what you want 23, 2023 to look like, feel like, be like for yourself yes. so that you can start to lay those breadcrumbs out in front of you mm -hmm. so you can start to move forward. And I think that's going to be a key towards uh, having some control, putting yourself in a place of power from a harmony uh, in your life standpoint. I agree. I agree. I will say that, you know, closing, this has been great doing it in the same room. Um, which <laughs> she keeps hitting me with an elbow, but you guys can't see that. <laughs> <laughs> we're trying to get him in Houston so we, we could do this is this is this is be about the podcast so we can do podcasts in the same room but this has been a pleasure. We have one more um, podcast before the new year ends. So be, you know, be looking for that. Um, I'm sure we're going to talk about something. Um, that's going to lead you straight into 2023 with a different mindset. We hope that this year, not going, not trying to overstep, but I, we hope that this year has, from the time we started until now, have given you a lot of knowledge and um, information to help you move, slide right into 2023. Absolutely. And then uh, there's some new content and different things that will be coming out. Uh, uh, we started to promote here for the beginning of the year. So very exciting stuff. And I think you guys are really going to like it. So until then, take care, everyone. As she said, we will have one more before the end of the year. Uh, be safe. Take care. Take care of each other. Happy holidays and Merry Christmas. Bye now. <laughs>